Welcome to the Property Management Mastermind Show with your host, Brad Larson. Brad owns one of the fastest growing property management companies in San Antonio, Texas. This podcast is for property managers by property managers. You'll hear from industry leading professionals on best practices, new ideas, success stories, and lessons learned. This is your opportunity to learn about the latest industry buzz surrounding property management, as well as tips and strategies to improve your business. Now here's your host, Brad Larson. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us here on the Property Management Mastermind podcast. Be sure to check out our website at propertymanagementmastermind.com, where you will find all of our episodes, products, and services to review to include our newly launched BizDev Mastermind offering, which is consulting services for companies looking to hire and grow using a business development manager. You can visit that site at bizdevmastermind.com. In addition, I wanted to announce the Property Management Mastermind Annual Conference going on in Las Vegas, March 234 at the Mirage Hotel in 2020. Visit the website at pmmcon.com. If you sign up for the conference and both add-on seminars, you'll get a 10% discount. I look forward to seeing you in Las Vegas. Lastly, be sure to find us on Facebook to join the conversation of over 6,000 members in the Property Management Mastermind Facebook group. This show is sponsored by the best home inspection software on the market for property managers. We endorse and use Z-Inspector as our software of choice for our team to document home inspections. We particularly like their 360 degrees camera system that produces amazing views of the interior room. Your clients will love Z-Inspector documented inspections you provide them. Visit www.zinspector.com to learn more. Hey everybody, on today's episode, I have Nora Bohannon here. We're going to be talking about her platform with rentalworkflows.com, which is a workflow platform that you can create and help uh, basically organize your business. So I want to give Nora an opportunity to introduce this to you. And so check out rentalworkflows.com as you listen and uh, let's go from there. All right, take care. And welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Property Management Mastermind Show. I'm your host, Brad Larson. Today's guest, I have Miss Nora Bohannon here, and she is a property manager company owner out of the Chicago area. Hopefully, I didn't butcher that right away. And so, we're going to be talking today about the holy grail of property management software, which is the workflow platform. And so, we wanted to get on this podcast to talk about this because there's, there's lots of things going out there that people are interested in. There's several platforms going on right now. And uh, we just kind of wanted to maybe have a discussion about some of those platforms and get some two cents from Nora. And she's got a potential solution for everybody to consider. And so I thought it would be a very good episode to one, talk about it a bit more, maybe offer some experiences of what we've been seeing, and then to potentially offer you like a mastermind session of what we're, what we're seeing out there in the world for workflow platforms. Okay, without further ado, Nora, please give us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, I've been doing property management for 17 years. And... Um, just as software has changed, was trying to look for a solution to help with all the, you know, little things in property management, the day-to-day emails, texts, where if there's just one that's dropped um, or doesn't get sent on time can be a real hassle or, you know, potentially liability, you know, with um, owners who, whatever, don't want to renew, do want to renew, things like that. You know, one email here or there, it's not rocket science, but it's, a lot of little things to remember every single day and these softwares kind of take care of it. So your background includes management. So you've been doing property management for a long time. And then you're also, you also dabble in, you have some website development stuff as well. Yep. So you're pretty tech savvy. You're one of the most tech savvy folks I know. 
And uh, that's why I thought it'd be great to get John or to get your, your spin on some of the workflow platforms that you're seeing out there. And so, you know, the five W's you manage in Chicago, you got a very litigious area. So, right, one thing goes wrong and everybody probably wants to call their attorney first. So, I, I can imagine it's a difficult, you have lots of high-end clients potentially, and it's a, it's a difficult environment. Would you say that? I would, um, but just property management in general, we all want to do things the same with everybody. So, it's, you want to be consistent. So, it doesn't make, um, you know, just not just for your customers, um, you know, uh, not enjoyment, but uh, for the customer experience, but also for, uh, you know, you don't want to start a lease renewal 90 days out with somebody and then 30 days out with somebody else that's not consistent. So um, making sure that meeting expectations, things like that, um, again, software can help people be consistent. So we probably want to define what we define as a workflow platform. And so that could be any sort of whatever software name you want, throw it in there as the X. But what it's supposed to be designed to do is give you a running checklist. So when something happens here, it either kicks to another person and they have to deal with it on their side. And it's like a reminder. So some some examples out there would be, I don't know, it's butchered. I know you're giving me a funny look, but that wasn't the greatest explanation. But for example, we use some of the workflow platforms. And what it does is it creates tickets. And so I'm trying to illustrate a point to where if we have an invoice comes in, it goes to accounting at rentworks.com and then our two accounting coordinators deal with that. And it's a ticket. So it doesn't go off of the their platform, their workflow screens until it's handled or done something with. And so that way they just never lose track of it. Because you know how it, otherwise it goes, rolls in there on a sticky note, rolls in there on the top of her desks and it just, they handle things as they come in. There's no real accountability. Was it handled? When was it received? And this is, this is one real good example of that and trying to illustrate the point of what a workflow platform is. It's, it's a ticketing system would be a good way to say it. it. It is and it isn't. So you're talking about a very basic one. So that is something that it can revolve around dates. It can be before, after certain dates, before, after certain things happen. Um, but what I like to consider automation is where things actually get done without people. So emails getting sent, texts getting sent, voicemails getting sent without a person being involved. And then when people respond to those emails and texts, um, it goes down a different path and another email gets sent and another text gets sent. Um, so it, and tasks can be sent to your team as reminders when somebody needs to actually do something like go to see a property. But um, having just a ticketing system, I don't consider total automation. Um, that's, you know, you can get Zendesk for I think as low as $5 a month for a ticketing system. Um, and that's good to have reminders and have people do things. But at the end of the day, if people are doing things, things can still get dropped. Um, doesn't matter. I, I tried using Asana two years ago, um, and I had virtual assistants, and you know, they had a, a workflow that they needed to go through to you know send an email out for a renewal. And guess what? They would send seven out of ten. Um, so it wasn't complete automation. So what I'm talking about today is a software that sends those emails automatically. Um, it can have a stop in place if you want it to be reviewed by your team first. Um, but other, if, if you don't want it to and you, you know certain workflows don't need that, then it can just go and then take the answers from people and then take them down a different path and send them a, a response. So let's, let's for fun, let's drop some names on these softwares that everyone could should be using. Uh, should is a strong term, but let's say they could be using them. We've got Zendesk, yeah. we've got Asana, we've got HubSpot, we have Podio. What else am I missing? Uh, Entreport is what I use. Um, it's very similar to HubSpot. There's, it depends on, you know, if you're looking for a CRM that you're talking about, 
uh, sauna, base camp. So these things are anywhere from free. Asana is free. Um, if you're just using it internally and don't want it to, um, you have less than five users, you don't want it, uh, your clients to be integrated in it, um, that version starts, I think, at $30 a month. So it's pretty inexpensive for just a CM checklist, um, which is kind of what you're describing. HubSpot, Entreport, their marketing software. Um, so they're different in that they track everything. So you click on a link in an email, it tracks it. That's what is going to take you down a different path. If you're in the system, um, you could look at a web page. Like there's a pixel that you actually put on your website where if a client of yours goes to, let's say, a tenant, goes to you know a page about how to terminate their lease, it can actually start a campaign to follow up with them and say, hey, did you have any questions about, you know, terminating your lease early. It's a little creepy, um, <laughs> but you you could get a text to say, or an email that says, hey, you, you know, one of your tenants looked at a terminating your lease page. You might want to keep an eye on them um, or an owner, how to terminate, you know, how to, you know, end the management agreement, whatever. Um, so you can kind of have a heads up. So it, and it not only tracks it, but it tracks it in, in the system where you can see when they've opened the email and how many times. So if you ever get the, oh, I didn't get that email, um, you could say, mm, you know, you don't have to call them out on it and say, no, I saw that you opened it, you know, three times in the last three days, but you can actually have different things go out to them like a text. If they haven't opened an email, uh, I can send them a text that says, hey, I sent you an email. Um, be personalized. You know, these things don't have to be, um, you know, like it can sound like it's coming from a person. Say, hey, Bob, you know, I sent you an email about the lease at 123 Main Street yesterday. Um, did you get a chance to check your email? Because sometimes things go to spam. So, um, but it wouldn't have to send that text to people that open the email because the system is smart enough to know that. Let's talk about best uses for some of the software. I mean, what are you seeing? So for example, what we've been using, uh, it was very, very easy to implement into the accounting side. I know I already mentioned that, but that was an, an easy low hanging fruit one. So where are some of the best uses kind of in order? You know, if you were to implement one, two, three, four, five, where would those be? Sure. Um, lease renewals, I think is a great one. Um, you know, we all, that's a reoccurring thing. You've got a lease end date, sending out, you know, at least an email. Sometimes people don't check in with the owner. I do, you know, Hey, lease is coming up for renewal in 90 days. Do you want to renew? Um, you can have links in the email. Yes. No. I want to talk to a property manager. I'm thinking about selling. I want comparables. So they click on a link, um, message gets sent to you or somebody on your team that's, you know, says what it is. Um, but here's the, the, cool thing about HubSpot and Entreport, these more sophisticated systems, is if an owner, for example, says, clicks a link and says, yes, I, I do want to renew, the campaign to the tenant can automatically start and say, hey, tenant, the owner wants to renew your lease. The, the owner can even put in how much they want the rent to go up. And that can go into the email to the tenant. The owner wants to renew your lease for an increase of $50 a month. Is this okay with you? Yes, no. I want to talk to a property manager. They say yes, click a link. Um, a lease can automatically be generated. So that's a time saver. And, you know, who we've all had people make mistakes on leases. Um, we've all paid for mistakes on leases. <laughs> so this is a way of reducing mistakes because of the lease would automatically get generated. Um, say if the owner and the tenant are in agreement on the lease renewal um, and then be sent to the tenant. And these things don't have to, again, they can be customized where let's say the owner says, I want to renew it at midnight, you know, on Saturday nothing can go to the tenant, you could say, I don't want an email to go to the tenant until Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. So on Monday, an email will go to the tenant. They're not getting an email on Saturday night. 
And then same thing with the lease. They say, yes, I want to renew. Then the lease could be generated, but maybe wait, you know, two hours later. You don't want it to seem so automatic. You want it to seem like somebody actually did it. <laughs> um, and, you know, and then it could be sent to them. But let's say that, you know, they said that at 6 p.m., it could wait until 8 a.m. the next morning. And you're a rock star. You send them a lease first thing the next business day. Now, um, do you tie this into some sort of signature platform? Is there the ability to do that? Yes. So Web Merge by Formstack um, is the one that actually fills out contracts. So the information goes from the software to that out. It's formatted. I know people like to use that folio. I'm not a huge fan because you can't format it. So you can't upload a PDF. It has to be just a like a text document or Word document, if you will. So it doesn't look great um, like a W9, you know, you want to have as a PDF. Um, so Web Merge by Formstack does it starts at $31 a month, I think, for three different templates. Um, and yeah, so it'll, it'll, you know, and from there it can go to Adobe. Uh, I use Adobe Sign, but it can go, you know, DocuSign, HelloSign, whatever. Um, yeah, we're a big yeah, fan another, of the, the Adobe product. The Adobe Sign is great yeah. because we can create widgets, which we do. Yeah. We create widgets that are standing agreements on our website, for example. So we have a standing property management agreement widget. So if you want to go in there right now and sign it, you can. You can just grab the widget and you start filling yeah. it in and you can sign it. So that's great with uh, Adobe Sign. So you talk lease renewals. What are some of the best uses below that? Um, let's see. I've got a list. Good, good. <laughs> uh, for late rent. Um, mm. Some people do it. Some people don't. Uh, you know, at least getting an, an email text, email text, you know, a task can go to your team member that says, give them a call. Uh, but all the emails and texts and even voicemails can be automated. At, and you can say, you know, wait 24 hours, wait, you know, two hours, wait until 10 a.m. on Tuesday, wait until 4 p.m. on Thursday, whatever you want. You customize these things to go out at a certain time. And that brings me to integration. So everybody knows that Folio doesn't integrate with anything. We both use that Folio. It can halfway integrate. And I actually got this at, at NARPM National this year um, from Z Inspector. They, um, what, how it can work is at Folio can email reports out daily, weekly, monthly. So when those reports get emailed, they can be delinquency reports, they can be work orders, they can be a tenant directory. Uh, there's a ton of reports. So those you would customize in at Folio what you wanted it to be. Uh, send it out to yourself on a daily basis, and then that gets taken and put into the software. Hmm. A little bit of techie stuff that goes on there. <laughs> yeah, a little, <laughs> bit of a, happier, a little bit of work around there. You got to do some, you know, creative finagling on the backside, you know, you pull a spreadsheet and, and put it in. I mean, everyone's, everyone's, you it's know, automatic. yeah, that's cool. That's very good. Yeah. The automatic and part it doesn't is big. cost anything either because I know with um, Appfolio and Propertyware, I think if you want their plus, you know, version or their API, it costs two dollars to two fifty a property, and if you have a thousand doors, that's a lot of money. Um, and Zapier starts at free, so um, that's not bad. <laughs> free is for me, right? That's the saying. Property managers, are you looking to add more doors? If so, you're not going to want to miss the BizDev Seminar in Atlanta on January 21st at the Hilton Airport. Attendees will learn the RentWorks playbook responsible for adding more than 1,100 doors in just three years. We aren't gurus, we are the doers. And on January 21st in Atlanta, we're going to teach you how to do what we've done. Brad Larson, Scott Brady, me, Brian Hughes, Lead Simple, and Property Manager websites will all be speaking at the BizDev Seminar just to name a few. Learn actionable information that you can implement into your business immediately. 
We give you the roadmap. All you have to do is execute. Get your tickets for the BizDev Seminar in Atlanta on January 21st now at bizdevseminar.com. That's bizdevseminar.com. Good stuff. So best uses. Okay, we got lease renewals, late rent. What else we got? Yep. Uh, HOA violations. I don't know if you mm. ever deal with that. Yes, we do. Um, if you do, you can completely cut your staff out of that. Uh, so you can have a form on your website. The owner can say, I got you know this violation notice for whatever. They can write it in. Or you can have a drop down of common ones. Uh, you can say, you know, you can say it needs to be fixed by what date they put it in. Then that will generate a thanks owner. We got your information about the HOA, you know, confirmation that we got it. So they don't have to follow up. Um, and then that can kickstart a campaign to the tenant saying, hey, tenant, the owner received a violation notice. And then it can put in those custom fields that the owner put in. So it needs to be fixed by the state. First of all, was it you? A lot of times they just send it to everybody in the area. So, you know, was this you? If it was, has it been fixed? Um, if it hasn't been fixed, it needs to be fixed by this date. Here's a description, whatever the owner put in. So it's automatically putting that into the email. And then the tenant can click and say, it's not me. It's already been fixed. And then different responses can go to them and your staff based on that. And you can even have responses go to the HOA and the owner based on their response. So if the, if the tenant clicks, it wasn't me, um, you can actually have the HOA contact person get an email saying, hey, we had the owner let us know about an HOA violation, but the tenant saying that they didn't do it. Can you double check or whatever you want your email to say? Um, and then the owner can also get an update as well because sometimes owners want that. What's one of the coolest features you've seen in any of these platforms? Like what, what really like amazed you about some of these? Um, fourth, the going, you know, eliminating the middleman. Um, like that's what we are basically. Um, that's what our staff is. That's where balls get dropped. So having a software pick that up and be able to, and it's the more advanced ones that can do this through its Entreport, it's called a custom object. I don't know what it's called in HubSpot. So basically a property is a custom object. And so different things can be sent to different types of contacts based on what's happening in that contact, in that custom object. That makes sense. So, um, you know, some people think like it can follow up, you know, with like new leads, but that's basic. That's one person. Um, it's not having to go back and forth from different people and, and take information from one and deliver it to another. So lead generation, schedule showings, um, it can do all of that, but that's all the basic stuff. Uh, following up with new owners, you know, uh, move in, move out. Uh, that's, I think, a cool feature. Um, I think it's a basic feature because it's only mainly dealing with the tenants. Um, maybe with the owner, if the owner needs to turn on the utilities, uh, you know, before the end of the lease. But um, like, for example, a lot of property managers I know, they'll give the tenants lockbox code you know, to get the key out of when they move in. A lot of times that's a Saturday. <laughs> so, so yeah, the move in, in, move out would be a good one to automate as well. Could you do yeah. that? Yes. You can have a text scheduled to send out the lockbox code at 6 a.m. on the lease start date, cool. um, you know, in the system. So not only reminders of, you know, hey, turn on the utilities, notify the HOA. And that actually segues into another cool feature. Um, let's say I have a lot with HOAs. There's a lot of condos in Chicago, right? And they all have different procedures for moving in, different fees, different, you know, timeframes to notify, to book an elevator, what have you. So I can build in the property that says HOA move out, move in, move out procedures. And that information can be put into emails directly without me having to copy and paste. Um, so every tenant can get this move in procedure 
workflow, but can get different emails tailored based on what utilities there are for that property. Um, you know, I have different utility companies here. You know, the gas company in the suburbs is different for the gas company in the city. So all the, the properties in the city, they, you know, the utility information, they would get the one for them instead of an email that just says, if you're in the city, it's this gas company. If you're in the suburbs, this is the gas company. And the tenants having to figure that out because uh, sometimes they can't always do that. Um, whether they have carpet or not, if it's a place that has hardwood, it doesn't make sense to send them an email that says, if you have carpet, you need it professionally cleaned because then they're going to get confused by that because they don't have any carpet. So that's another field where it would be completely blank if it's all hard, you know, if there's no carpet. And so in the email for when they're moving out, it doesn't say anything. There's that paragraph is just completely missing. Um, but in the pair in places that have carpet, it's going to say you need to get it professionally cleaned, blah, blah, blah. Just so a let reminder. Me, let's talk about this. But what type, what size of a company really needs this? And where does it get to the point where it's so complex that it, it almost defeats the purpose? Have you seen anything like that? Mm -hmm. um, I think it's as complex as you want to make it. Um, I think a lot of these are worth it. Um, like I said, I mean, Asana's free. Having a digital checklist, um, you know, it helps people. A lot of us are using virtual assistants now. Uh, people that don't work in the office, they, you know, you want to update something. <laughs> Um, real time instead of on a paper that somebody has an old version of or, you know, in an email or attachment that, you know, somebody's looking at the version that, you know, from that you've changed five times since. Uh, so Asana is good at a minimum. Um, but the problem with Asana is, again, people have to do a lot of these. It's just a, it's just a digital checklist. So if you have staff that isn't doing it um, or is saying they're doing it and aren't, um, then you have problems. You're going to have fires that you're putting out. You're going to have headaches. And that's what I think this extra automation software kind of handles. And it alleviates the you know, routine, boring work for your staff and allows them to do other things instead of like the same thing over the repetitive crap. And then, you know, they miss one email out of 20 renewals and, you know, you're, you know, somebody's pissed and you're dealing with it and you're pissed. Mm -hmm. let's, <laughs> so. let's talk about the complexity at another level. Let's talk about the implementation side. So, I mean, let's, let's kind of take it through the basics. Let's assume that somebody says, okay, I want to pick a platform, whatever that one could be. Talk to me about the implementation and how difficult or easy it is. Sure. So it is kind of difficult. I'll be honest. Um, for example, on support, I've been working with for a year and a half. Um, I've gone to their conference twice. I've gone to their boot camp twice. I'm certified. Um, it is a beast. So the more you want it to do, yes, the more difficult it is to set up. However, there are things that make it easier. Um, and one thing is for people that sign up through me, I'm giving them workflows. You can share workflows through these platforms. The problem is, is they're platforms that are made for anybody. So you know, a workflow for an author who sells their books online is not going to necessarily apply to a property manager. My workflows apply to property management. So, so you kind of have templates already built out. Exactly. Okay. You can share them with your friends. Um, you can tweak them. You know, you can, a lot of them are, you know, follow-up stuff for me. So, um, so that way I don't get complaints from people like, you didn't tell me about this. Like, okay, I'm going to remind you twice, three times, four times. And then that way, when you say, I didn't remind you, I'm going to call you out on it because I have a record of reminding you and right. when you open those emails. Um, we do something so, similar with anyway. a biz dev kit. So it is, it is a little bit. Yeah. We do something similar with mm -hmm. our biz dev kit is we, we use lead simple and that's our huh? CRM platform for our lead development and basically new business for property management. And so 
We sell that in the biz dev kit. We put that out as like a template. There's templates for owners. There's templates for realtors. There's templates for tenants. There's templates for you know, people that you you know aren't part yeah. of your business just yet. And so you know, we have those templates already built out and we sell those for 500 and yeah. people buy them all the time. And that's, yeah. a, that's a huge value because they can plug and play. And so you're you're a time saver. I mean, time is money. So who wants to learn all of this stuff? It doesn't make sense for everybody everybody to become an expert at Entreport and Zapier and HubSpot. These things are sophisticated tools, and it, but it also doesn't make sense for people to pay tons and tons of money. I mean, a lot of us are small business owners. And um, you know, I'll be honest, I looked at HubSpot in the beginning, and it was too expensive for me. It was $800 a month for the automation. And I was like, that's, that's too much. Um, and so, you know, I wanted to make it easy for people to get started with a sophisticated platform um, and affordable. <clears throat> Let's go down to the bottom of the funnel and talk about the bottom line. So if the bottom line is you can automate one to 10 tasks, 10 sort of segments of tasks, will that save you a staff member? Question mark. So actually you, you have a savings of, of staffing. What do you think? Absolutely. Uh, savings of staff. Um, staff is less stressed. You're less conflict. I mean, anything that's being automated is, or I should say anything that's not being automated is a chance for a mistake to be made or your staff gets sick. They go on vacation. Um, who picks it up? If you're a small business owner, you have two, three employees, maybe, maybe five, even if one person's gone, that's 20% of your work workforce. Um, and that's a huge stressor on everybody else. So if there are things that can be um, taken off of people's plates that, you know, then it, they can focus and spend more time on customer service where it's needed on the things that aren't routine that just come out of nowhere. But um, trying to get as much, I mean, we've once you've been doing this for a while, you've kind of gone through everything once, twice, maybe a hundred times, maybe a thousand times. <laughs> and you start to say, okay, here's how I want to deal with it. Here's the emails that I want to be sent. Here's the text that I would send in the scenario. And instead of communicating that and training, training somebody on how to do that, having the software do it. And so you know, you and your staff can focus on the service for the people, you know, or the, the times where it's not going to necessarily apply because it's, it's not going to eliminate people completely. Yeah, we've had so several on this show already. We've had Podio. Uh, I believe we were, we're talking through HubSpot before. And so this is this is nothing new to the world of PM. But, you know, I want you to talk more about, you know, if somebody wants to find you and then see some examples of this, maybe get a demo or see some screenshots. I mean, where do you direct them? I have a website, rentalworkflows.com. Um, and I, like I said, I'm a certified consultant. And one thing about these software systems is, um, you know, they what they do is they pay people to introduce them to their platform. So that's why I'm giving away all these things. I want you to, I want you to sign up for them. I think it's going to be good for your business, um, potentially. And if you use it, save money, have a better business because of it, um, it's win-win. Software company gets a customer. Um, I get paid from the software company. Um, you know, I can help customize some of the workflows if you if you like. But one of the things that drew me to, well, Appfolio and Entreport is they're fairly easy to use once they're set up. Um, Appfolio is easy to use, period. But, uh, you know, with customizing Entreport, that's a little difficult. But once it's set up, it's actually fairly easy to use. Um, and that was a draw because, you know, if I'm not going to be the one always using it and other people are going to use it, I don't want to spend a week training them. <laughs> that's annoying for me. And then, you know, they quit and I have to train somebody else. So um, yeah, once it's set up, it's, it's fairly easy to run. And um, unless your systems change, then, you know, you maybe you want to add an email or add a paragraph mm -hmm. to a, a template, whatever. 
then you do it and it's real time and you don't have to worry about, you know, somebody again, using like the old, like you think of something, you want to add it and then it. it so this is, this is basic done. enough to where somebody could go in there and do their own modifications. That's Absolutely. really cool because I mean, too often you're going to see things. I mean, for example, if you have it all built out and then one person changes, you know, where it's supposed to go to the accounting department and then uh, you have to change the email of where that next task goes. That could just be one little change. You should be able to go in there and just flip, 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 be done. Mm-hmm. And so people are going to be very interested in that because the naturally the PMs or PM company owners that are listening to this and are tech savvy. Uh, they're going to be the ones that want to control that a little bit as well. I mean, there, there's also, there's two types. There's ones that say just, what do I write the check for? How much? You know, just do yeah. it for me. And then there's also the ones that want to know everything and they yeah. want to be able to do it themselves. And yeah. so, you know, I think both classes are fine of that. Just want to be prepared to answer the questions for both sides. Yeah. And I, you know, I like to know how things work too. Like, even though I don't necessarily want to be the one who's running it and doing it every day, you want to know what's, what's possible. So kind of do have to learn these things a little bit. And um, then that way, if you're the one who's making the systems and the processes, knowing what is capable, um, you know, of being done, like I didn't even touch on, you know, work orders. These things can follow up with vendors. They can assign vendors. Um, it can move on to another vendor if a vendor doesn't accept it by, you know, within four hours, depending on the priority level. You can have different priority levels set for different types of things. Um, there was one use case I thought of, and this is drilling really down, um, but you can have something in the system where it can say whether it has one bathroom or more than one bathroom. So if it has one bathroom, a plumbing thing is a priority. If it has more than one, maybe not such a priority. So it goes down a different workflow. And that way you're sending it to a, a plumber, the, the main plumber for that property. Um, and if they don't accept it within two hours instead of four hours, then it moves on to the second plumber, you know, and it cancels it with them. And then it notifies, you know, a maintenance person if, if they're not then if the second plumber declines it or, or doesn't accept it within two hours. Yeah, we talked about that earlier, you and I, um, you know, as far as the maintenance side. So that's probably very complicated and a little bit further down the chain of things you may want to implement. I'm just speaking from the heart. Uh, I do yeah. like using no, property. Absolutely. I like using property yeah. meld. You know, we use that for our, our workflow automation for our maintenance only. And yep. it's just, I don't know if I'd ever want to try and recreate that. I mean, maybe if you're a small scale, 50 to 100 units and you can just do it all yourself. Maybe you could do some of that, you know, to keep it to where you don't need to go get one of those other third parties. Yeah. But I really well, that think actually that brings up a good point is it depends on a lot of people's processes. And one of the difficult things, because I've implemented this for a few of my friends. And one of the difficult things is we don't have processes or they're not documented or we don't stick to them. And we have a lot of exceptions. Um, and that is one of the difficult things about implementing these systems is you have to kind of be willing to get something that is going to be there without you being involved with every single step and and um you know and i you know i thought about including a workflow for work orders uh with the templates but the reason i navigated away from that is because we all do things different i mean the system can automatically assign somebody but like if you're steve crossland and you just use the same guy all the time that's really easy but if you maybe have three different plumbers that you know you use it can rotate but uh, a little more complex to set up. And so everybody's workflow for that is different. And so it didn't make sense to include a template for that since it was going to be just different for everybody. And one of the things though, with the workflow, cause I, I did look at property melt, um, you know, a while back and I, I just, you know, from Facebook, I hear a lot of, you know, one of the things that people don't like is the vendors have to log in. Um, the software, you don't, vendors don't need to log in. They don't need to accept something via an email or a text. They don't need to have an account. Um, and the information can also be pushed out from Mapfolio 
through the reports on a daily basis. So if people want to still get a work order through their, um, their regular portal so that the information's in Appfolio, that's great. You can assign a vendor, but then the next day it can integrate with Entreport to start the, hey, tenant and vendor, did you guys get this scheduled yet? Uh, you know, you can go to the vendor first so they have an opportunity. And if they put in the time and say, yes, here's the, the date, um, then reminders go out around that date. Uh, so there's many different ways of doing it is what my point is, I guess. Excellent. No, I <laughs> appreciate that. it depends that. on people's systems. So, so I'd encourage everybody to go to rentalworkflows.com. Check this out. Give Nora a quick look on this as far as what she potentially offers. I really think it's neat um, because we need more opportunities for this and because there's no one solution, meaning that no software yeah. platform like Appfolio has imp- implemented something like this to where it's going to be just perfect, perfect. And so if you're interested in these workflow platforms, you kind of have to take the, you know, take it by yourself and go do it with one of these, either hire somebody and get really involved. Um, so it's, it's not just something that can be popped into your business overnight. It does take some time to implement. You need to know that. Yeah, it absolutely does. Um, but I would say pick a something that is safe, can save a lot of time. That is a process. Start with that, implement something else, you know, a month later, don't try and do all of it at once. Um, you're going to get overwhelmed, especially if you're still trying to figure out your, your processes. Um, and so, and you're going to basically give up because you're trying to learn the software at the same time, trying to you know work on your business and, and brainstorm all of your processes at the same time. Just implement one. I would say like lease renewals is a good one. Consistent. Um, there's all, I mean, there's so many different things, but there's, there's things that the software does that I don't even think property managers need. But for example, landing pages, you can have unlimited landing pages, very easy drag and drop. We all have all have a construction business. We all have a home staging business or uh, we manage HOA, you know, short-term rentals, what have you. So this software also has uh, the ability and templates to create these beautiful landing pages. Um, Again, templates that are free included with it. Some start at $27 if you want one that's created by a a certified consultant like me. Um, And you can have a one-page website that um, for your your side businesses and unlimited um, and that's included. Yeah, that's cool because there's also the debate out there of setting up a web page for every single home that you have for rent. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, now that you mention it, okay, there's another feature. I have not gotten into it a lot. It's called a, a Perl. It's a P-U-R-L. So it's a personal URL. Um, so basically, with the Pixel, it can have a personalized page for the information for the property or a tenant. So if a tenant goes to a page, it could say, Hi, you live at 123 Main Street. Um, pets are allowed. Here's the pet policy for this property. So it's information that's in the software on a web page that is specifically personalized and generated for you based on the information software. That cool stuff. <laughs> merge field. I bet the features so and, and the more yeah, I yeah. bet the features just continue to, to spill off you because you can tell it's like there's never we're never going to be able to to cover everything in a short podcast. But I do want yeah. people to look at this as a potential option. Um, whatever platform you decide to look at, whatever's right for you. Cause again, you talked about free ones like Asana, you know, that, you know, are not going to cost you anything, but then you also want to, you know, you kind of get what you pay for type scenario and make sure that you're getting something that you can use and implement and you got to implement. So that's yeah, kind of the, and it just depends on what features you want. Like not everybody wants the features that Entreport and HubSpot offers and Asana is a good place to start. Um, and see if that works for you, kind of keeps things on, on track and, uh, I think processor, same thing as Asana. Um, Basecamp, yeah. you mentioned so there's, earlier. There's a ton of yeah, there's a ton yep. of them. Basecamp. Yep. Um, 
Zendesk and HubSpot and Basecamp and Asana, and I'm probably forgetting 20 others. And so it's all good. And Zendesk is, is a little more like Help Scout. Uh, yeah. It's more of a, like a ticketing kind of follow up with you based on your you know service level agreements. Um, so yeah, but so again, depending on like Zendesk is a, a lot of people use that for uh, support. Um, Zendesk is an excellent support tool. Uh, a lot of you know web developer companies use Zendesk. Uh, I think even Entreport uses Zendesk. So yeah. um, it it's good for some things, but not other things. So it really just depends on your business. You just have to kind of brainstorm and say, what, how does, what takes time in my business? Yeah. Um, Great and, stuff. And Fantastic episode because I would love the coaching that you offered here to the, to the group and I appreciate you coming on. So be sure everybody go to rentalworkflows.com, check out Nora's site, check out uh, her platform Entreport that she works with and then give her an opportunity to, to earn your business. So Nora, I appreciate you coming on and uh, we'll talk soon. Are you tired of chasing tenants to comply with having renter's insurance? Insurance Management Group can solve this problem with a master tenant's insurance policy. Keep tenants in compliance with your lease agreement and help protect all parties involved. A master tenant's insurance policy can also add an additional revenue stream to your business. Contact Derek Scott at 918-728-8992 or visit imgadvisors.com. To learn more, listen to the Property Management Mastermind Show podcast, episode number 36. This has been a podcast episode by propertymanagementproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave us feedback, and come back for our next episode.